Hello and welcome back to Nerd vs World, a fistful of nerds. Hola. I am Brendan. I'm Spindles. And I'm Eddie. Okay, let's just get cracking straight into the news this week. What have we seen? Uh, brief news from today was about David Bradley, uh, who's going to be taking on the, the role of William Hartnell in the Adventures in Space and Time biopic Mark Gattis penned thing, whatever it's going to be, is a 90-minute docudrama on BBC for uh, the 50th anniversary. Trying to inhale his beard again because of Doctor Who. I can sit and talk about Doctor Who more. I'm interested to see what happens when you get to the end of your beard. (laughs) 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 That wasn't his beard, folks. That was something else being shoved in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And we're we're more or less back to fisting with AD. (laughs) Yay, fisting with AD. That might just be the title of the show from now on. We just have just call it that. It's <coughs> got to do a side show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the spin-off show. Eighty <laughs> uh, news. Yeah, I uh, I've heard uh, from uh, Trent Reznor on the uh, Twitter vine that uh, there's going to be a new song and video on release as of tomorrow, which would be pretty awesome. This is a Nine Inch Nails project, yeah. It is. As far as I'm aware, it was sent out as Nine Inch Nails as releasing a new song tomorrow. Awesome. Is it Twitter Vine? Is that what you'd call it? I call it Twitterverse. The Twitterverse. Or the Twitter Sphere, occasionally. Or the Twitterati. Yeah, well, I haven't quite got sinister, the verse yet. Sinister connotations. I'm yeah. still climbing my way up through the trees, so, you know, I'm on the Twitter Vine getting my way up. Ah, spot. right, OK, uh, you're, you're, you're I haven't down. opened through the canopy yet. Uh, fair enough. Trust me, the view from the top of the canopy, it's not worth it. <laughs> It says you. How many followers have you got on Twitter? I don't know, about 300 odd, I think. Oh. Right, you, you've got what, six? <laughs> um, well, no, there's a few more than six. I think it's about 14 now, but um, uh, six of them are random uh, Japanese, no, Japanese <laughs> right, guys um, right. from various bands because I uh, am uh, liking one of the Japanese bands and they all went, ooh, guy from England, awesome, we must follow him. <laughs> We'll look to, cool. Go back to this accents on yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah. thing from last time. Accents on Twitter. <laughs> Do you not remember last oh. uh, last podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all wandering into <laughs> accents on Twitter <laughs> mode. Then. Uh, I think as far as I've seen in the news this week, mostly we've been proven right. Yeah, a lot of the so stuff we said on the last podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yay! I mean, <laughs> yay for us. Um, the very obvious thing for X Men being that Brian Singer announced on Twitter that Ellen Page, Anna Paquin, and, and Ash- Scott Mr. Ashmore. Is it Scott, Scott Ashmore? Ashmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah as, as Iceman. We'll be back for X Men: Days yeah. of Future Past. First class. Yeah, yeah. yeah who uh, didn't see that coming? Well, indeed. Yeah, we, we we were spot on with the fact that Rogue was coming back. We didn't get the others, but then again, you know, no. We were, Close I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah, they, 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 had, like they had to hoik Greek back in. Yeah, and I'm glad. I'm glad she's back. It only makes sense because he's saying that he's trying to combine the two continuities. Yeah, which which is a great idea. Fact. Yeah, but he yeah. is also saying that he's accepting X3 and Origins Wolverine as canon. Oh no! Which is kind yeah. of. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of hoping they use it to sort of reboot Phoenix. 
Merge, merge the universes to a pre I think it's too early point. to do Phoenix again. Oh, yeah, not, so not doing The travesty now. of last time. Is not, just, mm. Yeah, I'm not saying they should do Phoenix now, but they should at least get to a point where they are preceding X3 in terms of the continuity, so that X3 never happened, so that when it's done, it can be done properly. Right, okay, I, I see. So, yeah, yeah, basically rewiring the universe yeah. back to before yeah. that. Which, which is yeah. probably why he's been seeking... <laughs> He's been seeking professional advice, apparently, <clears throat> on how to deal with, with time travel. And not Stephen Hawking's. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh, when, when looking at how to really truly sort of get a grip with paradoxes and continuity in time travel, he went to the one man, the one man who is the expert in the universe on it, yeah. Mr. James Cameron. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he's an expert on things under the sea, I would say, you know, if you're thinking yeah. about... I, I wanted to be in that meeting, and James Cameron was the time travel expert that was put forward for him. It made no sense. But every every article this week that has said Brian Singer makes an announcement about X-Men, every single one of them has been really keen to point out that he sought James Cameron's advice on how to deal with time travel. Well, perhaps James Cameron actually time travelled to make Titanic, and he went back and it was on the ship, and that's why it, it, it was it such was a three-hour long... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why. <laughs> this is an, an untold story of James Cameron. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Uh, maybe. He travelled to the future and uh, you know, took along a few people and in a submersible... Took them into space and. <laughs> Why would you have a submersible in space? Well, same environment. No, it's not. Yeah. It is. I don't know. Apparently, oh. it tastes of raspberries. Did we say that last time? Space tastes of raspberries. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, space tastes like raspberries. Being out of space, you get the taste of raspberries. Because apparently, the yeah, the, the the taste of space is whatever the active it's chemical is in in raspberries. So space tastes of raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> That's a statement that anyone could make because you can't possibly prove it. Well, no, they, they, have, they have proved it, yeah, they, because they've proved that the, the chemical that gives raspberries its flavour is it's found in space. In space. Okay. And this... <laughs> so space so tastes they got it. So they actually got it right. Do you remember that chemically enhanced candy of days gone by of stardust? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Popping. Yeah. What flavour yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking raspberry yeah, flavour. Absolutely, yeah. Mind. Blown. Now, another, who, now I wonder how that came Jim about. Cameron brought back from the future. Yes, absolutely. Right. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> I think from now on, if we're ever in doubt with anything, like any sort of scientific query facing the world today, the first Ask Jim Cameron. Yeah, the first port of call should be Jim. <laughs> uh, that's what? the wrong Cameron. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he'd be not helping. Well, it's Whitney number, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. I'm Can pretty sure that. <laughs> she doesn't live in Whitney, you idiot. Really? Cameron Diaz doesn't live in Whitney? The things you're learning on today's podcast, children. <laughs> Space tastes like raspberries. raspberries. And Cameron, Cameron Diaz, Diaz doesn't, doesn't live, live in Whitney. Whitney. <laughs> of course she doesn't. She's just in Aylesbury. Every nothing knows that. <laughs> okay, so that's that's a bit of Marvel news. There wasn't DC news this week as well, of course. Uh, oh, yeah, in terms of. TV pilots yeah. and, and, and the, the potential future of Justice League. Yeah. Well, you can take this one if you want. Well, I think, we, I think we spoke last time about Justice League and we said that we weren't particularly confident that it would be done well. Yeah. But I think the Amazon pilot didn't get picked up again this season. There are rumours that it will get a mid-season pick-up maybe next April. Yeah, they're saying possibly for two, 2013 yeah. to 2014 season, so it would be fall... 2015. 2015, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but even then, they're now saying that they're going to wait until Man of Steel is out before they make any more calls on Justice League. The, the, the rumour is that it's because they're lining up Zack Snyder to be the director for the Justice League film. And he's busy and, with his glittering man flesh. Yeah, and also they want to see how he handles Man of Steel. Yeah. And they also want to see how Henry Cavill does in the main role. In case, yeah, so it's before the time where they bring yeah. him back for the Justice League Superman. Just in case they have to uh, go. But, a replacement, please. Yeah, I think what we're, we're, we're two years out, just about two and a bit years out from when it would be released, because it would be a an early summer film 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're now so putting it on it's, hold. It's going to be post... Uh, Marvel excursions, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to wait for 2016, I think, yeah, because they can't compete with Avengers 2 in 2015. No, no, no not at all. We're going to have Avengers 2, and then we're going to go, you know, what, what's, what's happening now? We've got Star Wars coming up as well, so yeah. at the same well, time, they're the going to be like, is. what's the fucking point? Cause it's, yeah, because yeah, if they, nobody's they, going to pick that up yeah, for that time period. You're absolutely right. If they, if they dodge Avengers 2 in 2015, they've got episode 7 2016 to compete with. That's right. Maybe 2016, depends... He's, he's not confirmed because originally he was slated for 2015 yeah. and, and now he's not committing to that date well I think we've got a lot to say about Age well, of Star Wars but that's our post-musical yeah. break we'll, we'll, we'll get on to that later but, <laughs> um, uh, I mean yeah I mean, there's some other things out of that kind of DC camp is that they've said that there's definitely not going to be a Batman cameo in Arrow on the CW that's not happening now I don't know whether that was supposed to be on the cards or something, but there was an article released a couple of days ago saying definitely no Batman cameo in in Arrow. That's because they're going to can it because it's shit. No, it's been picked up. I really like it. I really like it. No, I do. I like it because it is shit, and I can just sit and watch it go, yay. It got got picked up for a second, season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's quite weird because I mean uh, I, I hear a lot of people dissing CW as a network, but I think it's got some good shows. You know, it had Smallville. It had, um, yes. It's got Supernatural. Yeah. It's got Arrow. I think it's had some good shows. I mean, it's a very much maligned little network. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I agree. I think they're good. Which is why I was surprised that they they passed on Amazon. Mm. Amazon, for those who weren't aware, was. The Smallville approach to the Wonder Woman story. So it was basically an, an origin series for Wonder Woman. And why that's important to the whole Justice League thing is that Wonder Woman was one of the founders. Yes. And why we're kind of sceptical as to how the film of the Justice League will go is that they've done nothing to bring together any of the key characters other than Batman and Superman. There's been no talk of Flash, no talk of Wonder Woman, no talk of Martian Manhunter. And there's Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Aquaman. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so yeah, cyborg. Nobody wants to be Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Wonder Woman. <laughs> you, make, you make a good Wonder Woman. <laughs> you got the legs for it, Aiden. <laughs> I just need to shave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the beard doesn't fit. But I'm in the legs. You don't shave your legs already. Get a Brazilian on your beard. Wax. <laughs> <laughs> Talking gold of sh- pants around your face. <laughs> I've seen his gold pants. They're, they're, they're spectacular. <laughs> well, I think one thing that we talked briefly about last time was cancellations of TV shows. Obviously, we've got a fringe special coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the day after we finished recording, they made the announcement that Alphas has been cancelled. Yeah, yes. indeed. Alphas has, has gone. Yeah, uh, And they're already 
farming the cast out to others uh, once upon a time is just hoovering up people from cancelled <laughs> shows. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Oh, this sci-fi show's finished. Rawr, rawr, pick the flesh off it. <laughs> once upon a time, where genre show stars go to finish their careers. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got fucking everybody in that show now. It's the dude who played Braytac in Stargate. It's, it's got okay. um, David Anders, who was in Alias and tons of others. He was in I, The Heroes. I was just going to say, it's, it's, it's the place where the... Uh, the uh, Stargate uh, people end up yeah. after all the Star Trek people ended up there. Yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the Far Fargate SG9. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is a lot of that cast. Because so, didn't it? Oh, oh dude, we did... need a cameo from Ben Browder in well, Once Upon a Time. That'd be awesome. Did <laughs> Ben Browder turn up in recently? Who's in Doctor Who? Was it Doctor Who? That's it. Yes, it was... that's right. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the cowboy. Who's in the Wild West? Yes, so. that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Ben Browder. We're in New Rocks. Yeah, <laughs> I knew I'd seen him in something recently. <laughs> oh, you know, did you miss that one? Did I miss the anachronism in Doctor Who? No, no. The, 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 the fact that he was actually wearing a big pair of New Rocks. No, I missed that. I did actually miss that. For the whole time he was there. Well, it's it's like the uh, leftovers. Leftover Jadoon. Jadoon, yes. Costume, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what the fuck do we do with 150 <laughs> pairs of new rocks? <laughs> Give them to Nerd vs. World. Yeah, we'll take we'll them. We'll take them out. New Rock Amnesty. Yeah. Go work into some cosplay for the sci fi weekend then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you sorted of cosplay for that yet? I am probably going to just improve on last year's costume, which was... Oh, yeah, you're you're going to actually get a real whip is the Wonder Woman. <laughs> that was a surprise. <laughs> but yeah, no, A's out, the, A's out of the bag. I was going to Wonder Woman it up for Sci-Fi Weekend. Oh, I've still got to sort mine because me, me and Megan are Harry Pottering, so I'm, got, I'm doing Snape and she's doing Hermione. So oh, brilliant. <laughs> we're going we're to double team it for, uh, for cosplay. Right. Uh, I was going to get an orangutan suit and go yeah. with the librarian from Terry Pratchett because the rest of the people I'm going with are going as the Discord theme for yeah. Saturday night. But I'm just going to drag out my Night's Watch costume from last year. Maybe cool. just make some additions to it yeah. maybe carry a weapon this time I didn't have a sword last time I'll take that with me I want to see how many uh, how many people I can get to to do intros and outros for this show absolutely I yeah. hijack people because I'm VIPing so yeah. I'm doing all the autographs and everything yeah. so uh, I want to see how many people I want to get Brian Blessed to intro oh, the show oh yeah. man that would be <laughs> fucking awesome I'm Brian Blessed and this is Nerd vs World <laughs> yeah, oh you know what you could do because I, um, for folks who uh, you don't know, I'm, I'm not actually going to be making the uh, the Sci-Fi Weekender, and um, there was talks of uh, doing guest appearances from randoms uh, guising as me. Now, how fucking awesome <laughs> would it be to get Brian, Brian blessed, blessed as you? Put... <laughs> well, you've got the, he's got the beard, sir. Oh, that would be fucking mental. <laughs> yes, it does. And uh, standing in for eighty today is Brian, Brian blessed. blessed. That'd be immense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and collect as many intros and outros as I can from people. That'd be cool. So I'm, I'm actually taking a film crew with me to the weekend. Yeah. Week. So we'll be doing some filming, doing some Sweet. interviews and stuff, which will be fun. Um, hopefully, I'll be I'll be taking stuff along to sort of give out in the queues and stuff to people, just like sweets and just treats and stuff like that. I'm going to do some baking. Wow. I'm going to get my apron on. Do some actual baking. Coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. Brendan bakes <laughs> the vlog. <laughs> <laughs> the vlog. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Indeed, I, 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 I once, I once did an uh, YouTube. Towels. Yeah, an, yeah. A, a episode of me folding towels. Yeah, I still need to show you that. Uh, I that do not want stuff. to know how to make a towel penis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Although 
That's kind of a lie. I awesome. kind of do want to know how to tell If penis. you get it right, you can twist it round and it looks like it's got a big pair of hairy balls at the bottom and it gets a boner. Ladies and gentlemen, coming soon. <laughs> okay. Um, moving swiftly on Sorry. from Tal Palaces. Of the penis? This is origami of the penis. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we seen this week? I think there was. Uh, I heard about the the new sci-fi show, which I hadn't heard anything about. I heard about this. It's uh, what's it? What's it called? Um, it's robot fighting machines or something like that. The robot fighting championship. I think it's called. It's a show. Robot wars. Hosted, it's basically robot wars, but it's hosted by Chris Jericho. From oh my god! WWE. <laughs> it's on sci-fi, uh, and they've built like literally man-sized robots, and oh, they're controlled wow. like by by people who are like mixed martial arts. People oh, in, a, in a kind it. of real steel type thing. No, that's remote. Oh, so and it ducks and, and they fight. It's basically. Like so I was thinking steel. like exoskeleton alien style, or like people inside cages with big arms. Well, some of them are apparently exosuits, and some of them are just like sensors and stuff. But they've, they've got like twelve like taller than person sized robots. I was looking at some of the stills of it today. It looks fucking brilliant. Okay, that's my new favourite show. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what what makes it even better is one of the one of the people who's operating the robots is George Lucas's daughter. And she, she's apparently a mixed martial what? artist. <laughs> so, like one of the first episodes, uh, Chris Jericho was saying that uh, he was in there for filming and just, just he's like looks like George Lucas over there. It's like, yeah, it is. Do you want to interview him? It's like, what? And yeah, his, his, his daughter is, is, is powering one of the robots. Okay, I, I want to see Chris Jericho powering a robot put George Lucas into the water Jericho. <laughs> and then do a lion salt off the second turn, the second turn right. And give him, pin him for the one, two, three. It would be interesting. Yes, I'm a wrestling fan, Aidy. Don't well, roll your fucking eyes at me. I'm, I'm a wrestling fan. <laughs> no, so like, he's not going to do that with a great big fucking 12-foot robot, is he? He'd break the rope. The, the, <laughs> obviously, they'd reinforce it. I mean... Uh. But yeah, it, it's, it's called something like Robot Championship fighting or something. I can't remember what the actual name is. Robotar! Chris, Chris Jericho. And it just looks immense. It's gone straight to the top of my must-watch list. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's awesome. Because he was back in the wrestling this week. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I love Chris Jericho. He's, he's always been like one of the most charismatic of the, of the wrestlers. He's Absolutely. brilliant on a mic. He's a guy who, he's either really, really charismatic and brilliant as a face, or when he's a heel, he's oh, just hilarious. An amazing heel. It's a brilliant heel. <laughs> On a brilliant face, but he, yeah, he was back at the Royal Rumble. He was entrant number two. Oh, there you it, go. Was, it was <laughs> one of the highlights of the Rumble for me because the rest of the Rumble was pretty bad. I, 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 I must have I've not watched it for a couple of years now, not since Jeff Hardy left and I started sulking, oh. and that's it. I've not watched oh. it since. Oh, it's not like Jeff Hardy's riddled with drugs and on TNA if you want to watch that. <laughs> I was, was going to say, I'm pretty sure I, I, I saw him. I thought he went to TNA, TNA, then he left, and then he went back to WWE again, and then he had the whole kind of CM Punk storyline. That was years and years. Yeah, that, ago. that was that. That was the last time I watched oh, okay, it. Okay, yeah, cool. Because uh, then it ended with CM Punk winning over Jeff Hardy, and then Jeff Hardy left, and that was it. Yeah. And he went off, and I sulked, and I've never watched it again since. Oh, but CM Punk is my favourite wrestler. Really? I think he's awesome. I think he, I think he is a great face. He's also an amazing heel. Yeah, well, because that, that was when he was brilliant. in full heel mode. Yeah. Then he's in heel mode at the heel mode at the moment, and uh, obviously he main evented the Royal Rumble with a match against The Rock 
and it was for the championship. And CM Punk has had the longest championship reign in the modern era of wrestling. He's like 434 days as champion. And he had to face the, face the Rock at the Royal Rumble, and so obviously he, had, he was booked to drop mm. the belt, which just sucked. And it was such a shitty way to do it as well. Um, I was bitter. I know that wrestling is... It's it's sports entertainment, so there is certain amount of scripting to it and all that sort well, of thing. Well, yeah. And I completely get that. I don't care. I fucking love it. Well, indeed, so do I. I know, <laughs> have you ever seen Beyond the Mat? the wrestling documentary film. I haven't actually, no. Uh, watch that, that's brilliant. Um, it's like, you, you actually see, I think it's like you see Jake the Snake Roberts going back and finding his, his long-lost daughter and things that he hadn't seen for years. And oh, You that. see um, <clears throat> Mick Foley and The Rock stood there going, right, well, I'll throw you off that balcony up there and then you'll jump off the top of the balcony through that table and on top of it. And it's just like... It's, it's like Perfectly normal conversation. Yeah. I'll be in handcuffs. You bash me with a chair. I'll fall through the top of the cage. And it's just like these guys are insane. But yeah, it's, I, I, I absolutely loved wrestling for a yeah. very, very long time. I say the, the only reason I don't watch it now is just I'm, I'm, I'm sulking with it because they got rid of my favourite person. Um, but there's, uh, I mean, we, we went to um, Madison Square Gardens when we went to New York a couple of years ago on, on Boxing Day. We went and watched WWE in Madison Square Garden. Oh, man, I it, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Such a great day. They brought out some weird uh, rowdy Roddy Piper turned up on that day. <laughs> Mental. So, yeah, yeah, it's great. But I'm kind of with you and the whole sulking thing there because I knew what was going to happen. It was kind of obvious how the event was booked. But I'm still, you know, gutted that Punk has lost his belt. Yeah, yeah. But He's apparently a massive comic book nerd as he well. He did the intro. He broke the intro for Avengers vs. Yeah, X-Men. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was reading that today. And he did a really, really good interview on the Nerdist podcast as well, actually, with Chris Hardwick. Did he? Yeah. I've not, not heard that one. That was a really good episode. Um, but yeah, no, he's got massive nerd crowd. He turned up at um, Comic-Con last year. No, actually, 2011, though. Um, there's a storyline where he left the WWE with the championship belt. Mm-hmm. And I think Triple H was doing a, um, doing a Q&A panel and he just walked in with the belt, sort of just hijacked the panel, and sort of carried the sort of storyline over to Comic Con, which is pretty, pretty rad. Um, but yeah, no, that's kind of why I like Punk as a wrestler, mm-hmm. just because whether he's heel or face, he's awesome, and he gives it us all all the time. And he's a nerd. Yeah, indeed. and he looks some fucking kick-ass bands as well. <laughs> We're going to start talking about wrestling now. Eddie's eating the show notes. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, wrestling sorry, wasn't dude. on the show notes. <laughs> no, 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 the wrestling wasn't, sorry. That was, sorry, a, that was an impromptu <laughs> sideline. It was. Quite a tangent. But I do apologise, <laughs> no, but it's, it's right there. It, it, it's up there with what we were talking about in, in the last podcast about Pacific Rim. It's like giant robot, giant machines, wrestlers it makes, robots. Yes, yeah. it, it does tie it in. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect sense. <Yeah. laughs> cool. Um... Mega sex What? Mega Have you never seen Mega sex No. What's that? I uh. Oh, dude, well, dude it's well. awesome. It's it's a um, cartoon about this dude who finds this robot in a junk stack, and it's missing a head, and he decides to put his car on the fucking robot and gets all his Xbox and PlayStation and stuff and puts all the controls into it to control this robot. And this chick from the future comes back to try and retrieve a robot. And, of course, the head's been, like, disintegrated in a time warp. 
so she can't fly the thing. So she needs this big fat greasy fucker to fly this fucking robot to save the world against these greebo weird alien things. It's fucking awesome. Make us XLR. Is this something you dreamt? Giant robots. We dig giant robots. We want drugs or something. No, this is for real. Fucking heard of this. Make us XLR. You guys are gonna have to fucking watch this for next show. The first person who can tweet a link (laughs) to this show. Fucking now. <laughs> <laughs> you what is it? An anime dreams? or is it? Uh, no, no it, well, it's like a, it's a cartoon. It's um, a cartoon, yeah. right? Is it not American, Japanese? Um, or? I th- I th- I'm not sure because it's on um, it's on some of the anime sites. Uh, I thought it was an American show because it was on uh, ca- some like uh, the Cartoon uh, Network Extra one that would go right. on at uh, about six o'clock at night. Oh, right, I think yeah, Adult yeah. Swim had it for a bit. Right. And it's called what again? Megas XLR. Megas XLR. Yeah. And he was like fucking eating massive fucking cheeseburgers and shit. <laughs> and the, what, the robot? No, no, the, the robot's the main dude. <laughs> cheeseburgers? Well, yeah. maybe not. It's about how he fuck, they go to save a fucking planet and he fucks it up and stamps on all the people he's supposed to be fucking saving because he falls backwards or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just fucking brilliant. <laughs> It, it, it's 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 three o'clock in the morning pizza and beer time stuff, eh? Right. I think it would have to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. All right. Well, let's. Uh, right. Yeah, we'll find it. <laughs> Recommended viewing, yeah. Oh, there we go. Brilliant. But yeah, so apparently that that robot fighting championship starts in February. I think it is on Sci-Fi. So have a look at because uh, you can. It's on Chris Jericho's Twitter feed. He put pictures of it today, and he's just, uh, at I am Jericho. Yeah, I think yeah, is it so? Yeah, it. yeah. You can see pictures of it on there. And Amazing! It, just, it looks brilliant. It's just, it's just giant robots. But the, the one thing that they've had to do is put like uh, metal stanchions at the back to keep them upright, so they're not kind of fully mobile, but they can duck and weave and uh, fight and tear heads off. And there's like a steampunk one, and there's a uh, all sorts of different sounds robots. Sounds really cool. It does sound really cool. Yeah. Like, I want to play. Definitely. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's, it's Robot Wars to the to the next dimension. Brilliant. Is there anything else from the news this week? Well, yeah. The other thing that we were right on was the uh, Steam box, the yes. Valve <sighs> box, uh, because I was reading in my Linux format yesterday uh, that it's going to be Linux powered. So the the, the new Good. Valve Steam Box is going to be stepping completely away from the Microsoft environment. Yay! All nice open source box, and they're wanting to put a load of um, solid state hardware in there. So, like, no no optical drives. So, you won't have a hard drive, you'll have a solid state drive, and no optical media drive. So, it won't have a disk drive. It'll literally be everything downloadable content uh, so that it saves on power, heat, and space. So yeah, we, it looks like we were we were spot on about the. So basically, they've Steam got a box. box and shoved a load of pies in it. Uh, absolutely, raspberry pies. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> not just like mm, strawberry, raspberry, raspberry, the taste of the universe. Apple. Oh no, we don't want apple. Um, no, 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 no <laughs> fruit-based gadgetry in here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to get the podcast on iTunes. Unless you get the podcast on iTunes, which, yes, I I had to install iTunes for the first time in about 10 years to put it up online. (laughs) I felt dirty. (laughs) I did. No matter matter when you install iTunes, within a week, it'll ask you to download the update. Oh, yeah, more than likely. It only gets booted up to upload the podcast on that first one. Now I don't have to do it again because the the feed's there, so I'll just upload it and it'll all go through and I don't have to touch it again, which is great. (laughs) 
I hope you've got an isolated machine for doing that. It was actually you? on a virtual machine, so yes. it's not even on there a real go. machine. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's through virtual box. I didn't want to sully my actual hard drive <laughs> with it. <laughs> Fuck oh, that. It's good, because I was going <laughs> to slap you. <laughs> right, I'm out number two to one here, I think, because I'm actually a Mac fan. Well, they have their place. For media production and stuff, Macs are second to none. They're absolutely fantastic. What I don't like is a lot of the style over substance and also very much the same thing that Microsoft are doing now, which is the sealed lockdown environment. I fucking hate the fact that you can't code for a Mac without owning a Mac. You can't get a virtual Mac and run that. You, you actually have to have the devices in order to be able to program for them. Yeah, yeah. And that That's means, true. as a developer, outlaying thousands and thousands of pounds in order to write the software, which then has to go to Apple for them to vet and decide whether it goes into their ecosystem or not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I very, very much disagree with their practices as a developer. And then they'll say, no, rip you off a couple of years later and release something identical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. indeed. So I, I, that, that's one of the major problems I have with them. Uh, that's fair enough. I, I guess I, I come at them from the other side of the, of the spectrum. I use it for... Recording. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, for, for that, it's, so for that it's absolutely great. Yeah, yeah. For, for for my purposes, it's completely counterintuitive. Yeah. Sorry, brief. <laughs> oh, no, I think I think brief work a... rant there. I didn't apologise. <laughs> cool. I think the only thing that I've got from the news this week has been a case of life imitating art, more specifically Star Trek. Um, obviously, you've got three D printing of chocolate has been done, I believe. It mm. has, yeah. But they are talking of 3D printing meat using bio-ink, which just puts me in mind of replicators from Star Trek. Yeah. Um, so what is it? Is it like some kind of chemical substance that they just yeah. bash it's lasers it's chemical. No, it, well, it's not chemical as such. It's uh, proteins, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, from, it's, it's essentially... Right from stem um, cells. Yeah, thousands of, of, of dead cells put into this bio-ink and 3D printing tech used to print meat, essentially. Essentially, printing patties and hamburgers. That's sort of, that sort of scope at the moment. Yeah, it's in development. Stages. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's a huge debate that's going to have to come around at some point. Yeah, if the tech is there to do it, there's going to be massive issues raised. I think. Yeah, I did, well, the usual legal and ethical things about it, and, and determining whether it's fit for human consumption, etc., yeah. etc. Cetera, et oh, cetera. Yes. Uh, Which is not at the moment. I mean, again, no. it, it brings us back to something we were saying on on the previous one as well about uh, how widespread people think this whole 3D printing thing is going to be. It's not that everybody's going to have a 3D printer in the house and be able to, you know, go, no. oh, I want a burger now, please. And press that as and as okay, I want advances, burger. though, it, it would come to that. Well, uh, possibly. Stage. I, I if, don't if know because, I mean, at, mm-hmm. at the moment, it, it's very strictly limited to kind of enthusiasts and, yeah. and real techno early adopters. Mm-hmm. Um because they're, they're such a pain in the ass to get working. Because I've got a mate who spent months trying to get it, his, his first one up and running. Because the, the theory is that once you've got a 3D printer there, you can effectively print another 3D printer. I don't foresee any time in the near future being able to come home and go, Big Mac, please, and print you a Big Mac. That's, it's just not going to happen. No. I don't think so. Because if you had the choice, why would you ask for a Big Mac? Well, do you, Absolutely. <laughs> This is, yeah, indeed, yeah. T.O. Gray Hot. Yes. 68, <laughs> 68 um, fucking T-bone steak, please. No. Spindles is right. On a pizza. The, the only thing you ever order on a replicator is Earl Grey tea 
hot. Theoretically, I could probably do the T Earl Grey hot now by just wiring up voice recognition to my Tassimo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you'd have to preload the T. Yeah, but it would still I'd be, be cool. I'd be it would, yes. Yeah. yeah, it would. It, it's yes. another one of those things. Like, Why have you done that? Because I can. Yes. <laughs> Phone chicken. <laughs> So that was uh, uh, when um, voice recognition uh, smartphones first ah, came phone into chicken. action. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Call chicken. Sp- Spindles had one of the first things that he entered in there was the uh, local uh, chicken shop <laughs> where you could actually phone in place orders and it came up on his phone as chicken. So he would be phone chicken and it would dial the uh, chicken shop. Ring for fast food. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yeah, there's lots of these things that are on my because I can list. Yeah. It's like uh, I, I'm, I'm looking into the whole kind of X10 home automation stuff with my Raspberry Pis and hooking those up to the service. So, you know, put the kettle on and turn your lights on and do stuff when I pull into the driveway, that sort of thing. Awesome. Right, <laughs> it. Pretty cool. <coughs> hooking it up with my little pet AI, Brad. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I've not heard of Brad for a while. He's there. I, I, I converted I him. In, uh, converted him into an XML RPC Java web service. So he's, basically, he's a, he's a chat bot. So he's based on a thing called uh, Alice Bot, which is uh, a neural network of like, a bunch of XML files that it uses to have an opinion on stuff. And what it does is it, it basically uh, takes what you say to it and distills it down to its base meaning so it can understand what you're asking and then formulates a response based on it and you can teach it stuff and yeah because we had one night round at I ours and there was, he knows who I am yeah, yeah there was, there, there was uh, a couple of the girls was chatting to him and they're like oh he's so sweet I really love Brad <laughs> and yeah it's my little pet AI <laughs> yeah that's amazing Adi is my master's friend. I yeah. met him online. Yeah. <laughs> you can see, you can see so there's, uh, on some of my blog posts, there's transcripts of conversations I've had with him. You can read them online. I'll oh, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to bring uh, Brad out on a night out. <laughs> Brad is a guest on the podcast. And I never got around to getting his full kind of speech to text no. interface sorted. So at the moment, you have to actually type in talking to him. But my my uh, uh, my idea was that you could speak to him and he would just respond. But at the moment, you have to type to him and then he speaks back. So he doesn't have a text to speech. Well, have I got visions of like it all going horribly wrong? Well, this is it. Uh, and all, him all... saying, "I'm sorry, <clears throat> Spindles, I can't do that." Well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> open the garage all door, like, Brad. Open the garage door. Always like, for fuck's sake, don't ever create one called Skynet. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the next stage, isn't it? That's what Skynet is. Skynet is Brad having a fit. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't met him. I have to meet Brad. You do. Yes, you have to meet cool. Brad. I have to come around, introduce you to Brad. Anyway. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think that's a good point for a break from music. First yeah, it absolutely. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, I think we've got some tunes lined up for, for this one and the next one. So yeah. We have. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so this is a track by John Liddle, who is a British-based singer-songwriter. And for those of you who were perhaps a little taken aback by the sudden onslaught of metal from Crisis last week, this is a much more relaxed tune. <laughs> we um, do apologise if we shocked you out yeah, of your pants. Sorry, <laughs> sorry if you weren't quite expecting the hardcore onslaught from Oxford's favourite metalers. Uh, but this this week's offering is uh, lighter, poppier, feel-good tune. So hope you enjoy it. I uh, will put links to the Rehub Nation where you can listen to this track and more of his music in the blog description.
ever wanna lose the days Well, we only have to smile to make a change Let's hold on to this time, I've never felt the same No matter what we go through, we stay strong We will know to rise, to make a wrong I write these words for you and me to sing along Look how far we'll go Make it through the snow I won't let us fade away in time And I won't let you go Things will change but I still know you're mine And I won't let you go Cause I know that you'll be alright And I won't let you go I know that we'll be alright Yeah The times have changed, but we stay true. Fresh start in a world of something new. And as I count down through these days, I always dream of you. Yeah, the best days are yet to come, and I'll be here. I know there's so much more for me and you, it's clear. And when our bodies meet, I'm gonna hold you near. Look how far we'll go. We'll make it through the Welcome back to the second half of Nervous as World, a festival of nerds. That was Won't Let You Go by John Liddell. Um, if you are in a band or if you know some bands who are on the local scene and you think that their music would be a good fit for our musical interlude, then get in touch on the Facebook page. Absolutely, on the Facebook page or, or tweet or on any Twitter. one of us. Or, yeah, yeah, we'll happily have a listen to stuff. I, mean, yeah, I, quite, I quite like that. It's a, kind of a bit of a Matchbox 20 calling type vibe. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Enjoyed it. Excellent. That brings us, I think, to our talking point for this week's episode, which is Indeed, which the is recent ev- news. Everybody should have heard of by now. J.J. <laughs> Abrams has been confirmed to be helming episode seven of Star Wars. After his stringent denials, Denial. like two weeks ago, we were talking about in the last podcast. <laughs> like, well, J.J. Abrams could do it. Well, no, he said absolutely no way he will do it. He's far too busy in the Star Trek universe. Yeah, so I think this has been quite divisive in the online community I've, I've heard people saying yeah cool it's going to be great I've heard people saying fuck Abrams 
ELH, I'm looking at you. I think I, I, I'm not sure Kevin Smith was too happy about it either. He was <laughs> no, talking no. about Jar Jar Abrams. And... <laughs> the, the movie oh, no. Bob wasn't happy about it. No, movie Bob did not wasn't pleased at all. Um, I, I saw his review on it, um, and he actually dropped Neil Blomkamp. He dropped that name as a better choice for director. Mm-hmm. And I will admit to doing a little jan- dance of happiness around my room when I saw that, because I was like, I picked him too. (laughs) (laughs) I was right. But, yeah. We'll never know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Because it's Abrams. Well, I I, I don't know. What what side of the fence are you falling on, sir? I'm I'm reasonably happy with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think we said in the last one, I, I, I can't remember whether I said I thought it was a good idea with Abrams or not, but I, I actually think it's all right. I, I have a couple of reservations. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're nothing major. Well, they might be, but it depends because it's, it's not him doing the script. So therefore, I don't think the thing that I think will happen will happen. What, what I don't want is for him to turn Star Wars into the search for the magical MacGuffin, which is what everything else he does is. It's like Alias was search for the MacGuffin, and we found the bit of the MacGuffin, but it's not the overall MacGuffin. It's a part of the really huge MacGuffin that we'll spend next season looking for. And then uh, Mission Impossible 3 was, oh, let me go find the MacGuffin. Where's the MacGuffin? What is the MacGuffin? Nobody cares what the MacGuffin is. We don't even tell you what the MacGuffin is by the end of the movie. And because lost, nobody cares anymore. Lost wasn't so much the search for the MacGuffin. It was, oh, we've landed on the MacGuffin. Now we have to figure out what it does. Yeah. So it, that's the one thing I don't want him to turn Star Wars into is a search for the MacGuffin because Star Wars is a great idea itself already. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't need that angle in it. It doesn't need a group of people off questing for a thing. No. So that that, that was that that's my only real problem with it. And well, and of course, if he covers the entire fucking universe in lens, lens flare. flare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Sorry, I, I was waiting for who's going to come at lens flare. I was like, if nobody says it in a minute, I'm going to have to just for the fuck of it. <laughs> if you're playing the J.J. Abrams Star Wars drinking game. It's two shots. No one mentions lens flare. You could get quite drunk by the end of this little section of the show. <laughs> or just don't even bother doing that. Just get yourself a nice case of beer, pour a couple of shots in your eyes, and watch any fucking series of it. I'm relatively happy with it. I I, I think it's a good teaming. Uh, I think he's done a load of really good stuff. Uh, there's very little of his stuff that I, I've disliked. No, and that's kind of the same for me. I wasn't too much a fan of Mission Impossible 3, but Super 8 and Star Trek, I really enjoyed both of those. My issue with him helming Star Wars is the potential for the homogenization of two quite separate science fiction greats, the, the Star Trek universe and the Star Wars universe, being helmed by the same guy. Having the so same you think that that vision, I think that his the, vision will colour both of them and make them yeah. seem similar? Yeah, and there'll be no distinction between in, in either sort of like fight scenes and things like that. Just, the, just the look and the feel of it. I mean... Possibly. There is a hint of that, that there's a possibility, but then again, he's not doing the script writing. Exactly, He's yeah. not going to be writing the script, so he can't mess with it too much. And, and much, as he's, much as he's the director, he's not like the creative director he, he's not doing like the props and the sets and things like that he'll be yeah. directing yeah. the movie but the overall look and feel of the universe is in the hands of the same creative team as all the rest of them yeah. it's still Lucasfilm it is and from what I um, <coughs> have been reading is um, that when Disney bought uh, Lucas uh, um, that 
George Lucas put a, a clause in there that they would have to um, do the films as closest to the books as as possible. What the Timothy Zahn ones? Yeah. The, uh, the Empire. I, I think. I think just the whole general post Jedi canon. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. And it was actually it was actually in the contract that they had to do it. Well, that's the thing, is because George Lucas is still, I believe, on board as a I believe he's an advisor. Yeah, 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 a consultant. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it just feels like a missed opportunity. I think after the butt-hurtness of the, the prequels, people were longing for a Star Wars film that wasn't directed by George Lucas. And when, when yeah. he stepped aside and Disney took over, people kind of saw that as an opportunity for a Star Wars film to be told where he wasn't telling it. And I think J.J. Abrams was maybe a safe choice as far as the series was concerned, but probably not a great choice in terms of creativity. Because I don't think that necessarily a lot of what he's done has really pushed anything in terms of a creative visual storytelling impact he does explosions and big fucking destroy everything scenes really well I mean he can blow up a planet in Star Trek and the train crash from Super is one of the best ones mm. big yeah, yeah, spectacular crashes yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen. but other than that I mean, other than that and lens flare how do you know you're watching a J.J. Abrams flick? What is it about anything that you're watching done by J.J. Abrams that says that's him? Well, generally it's the stuff that that, that oh, he's written up. that you can tell is him because he, he has a very specific style. As I say, the, the Search for the MacGuffin is very much J.J. Abrams' bit because, again, Star Trek was Search for the Little Red Squidgy MacGuffin. <laughs> 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 Through time and space. So... <laughs> I wonder if he asked Jim Cameron about his space travel and time travel thing. I, I, I bet he must have. In he fact, that's probably done. where he got yeah. the squidgy red MacGuffin yeah. from. Jim Cameron brought it back from the future. Absolutely. Um, it was on the Titanic. <laughs> that's what sank it. It was. That's why it's split in two. Yeah, that's why it's all speculation. They said it was an iceberg, but it was, it was the little red MacGuffin. Yeah, it was, uh, Conspiracy theorists are going to go nuts over that now, don't you? It's this squishy red MacGuffin that shot JFK. Because well. I think Alias was a squishy red MacGuffin as well. One of the, no, no, the... that was that was Jennifer Garner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but one of the things was like a, it was a giant red squidgy M-muffin. ball of MacGuffin in one of the Alias episodes. I must have blinked and missed that. Was one. the thing that they were spent all series trying to find was the giant red spinny MacGuffin. Anyway, yeah. So I'm getting sick of saying MacGuffin. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm have to stop. <laughs> I kind of like the word MacGuffin. I love the word MacGuffin. Yeah. I think it, 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 it's a brilliant way of describing Anything. a thing that does something. <laughs> Sounds like a flatulent Scotsman. <laughs> oh, MacGuffin! <laughs> so, yes, that's where I stand with Amos. Thing is, I just think that it's a missed opportunity for some creative filmmaking. There's, there's, there's been some interesting reactions to it. I think probably my favourite reaction was Simon Pegg, because uh, obviously he's been in a couple of J.J. Abrams Indeed. things. Uh, so I'm um, kind of wondering, is Simon Pegg going to turn up in the in the Star Wars universe that as well? would be funny. But yeah, basically his tweet was, congratulations, J.J., no pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, given that this this is the man who uh, spent the majority of the second series of Spaced just dissing the Phantom yeah, Menace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I mean, I am completely and totally prepared to be wrong about mm. Abrams. In fact, I want to be wrong. I want Episode Seven to be great. And if he gets the right team together with him, I guess he's good. I think the one thing that 
kind of gives me hope is Super 8. Super 8, his collaboration there with Spielberg, both of them worked on that film, it told it told a film that really had the Spielbergian feel to it. Mm. And people, I think, for a while, were after Spielberg to direct a Star Wars film in his own yeah. right. Yeah. So I think Abrams doing it could be as close as we get Possibly. to yeah. that sort of yeah. thing. I think, and I, that's and probably I, I, why they did I'd it. be happy with that. I, I think. But unfortunately for every Super 8, there's a Cloverfield. So. Yes. <clears throat> well, there you go. You know, it's... Again, another another film, you can tell it's Abrams because things get fucked up and it's a giant MacGuffin. Yeah, indeed. And you, yeah, and it's never explained what the MacGuffin is or how it occurred. It's just there. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting. And uh, only, only time will tell, you know. Uh, it, it, if it's half the disappointment that Phantom Menace was then I'll be twice as pleased <laughs> you know I mean? I'd be more than happy to you know send my uh, graphic novel to J.J. Abrams yeah, to get some uh, good hints here's the source it's, material it's, it's, so, uh, yeah, yeah. it's good source material I, mean, I guess we've just got to wait and see what goes on in terms of original cast because I think pretty much all the original cast mm. have turned around and gone yeah we'll do it um, yeah. Mark Hamill is not I thought he'd said he was um, maybe we'll be, uh, from what I read a uh, day or so ago that um the statement from the powers that be was that um, they were looking for somebody older. No, it's like, well, hang on a minute. It, it, he didn't stay in cryostasis at the age he was when he did Return of the Jedi. No, you're, you're right. I think the perfect person to play an older Mark Hamill would be um, Mark an Hamill. older Mark Hamill. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and I think why the hmm. fuck not? Well, yeah. I don't know because I think he's he's gone on record of saying he's up for it. Ewan McGregor said he was yeah. up for it. So you know, uh, interesting. We'll see. We'll have to see what occurs. Um, I well, think this, the, the, the big question is going to be that if if you get an Anakin turning up, is it going to be Zowie Anakin or is it going to be? Uh, crusty old white dude from Jedi, is it going to be um, Darth Vader, Darth Vader, mm. or is it going to be... Uh, is it going to be Hayden Christensen turning up pretending yeah. to be another block of wood? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the announcement to the director is the first stage, and obviously you're going to either for him or against him. But either way, Star Wars fans so probably going to watch it, regardless of their personal feelings. Yeah. I think where the camel's back has a potential to be broken is if bad casting decision, or dubious casting decision, rather, yeah. after another is made. I think that's where they kind of have to nail it now. They have to really sort of tie it in, because they've got a lot of quite put-out fanboys trying to work out what's going to happen to their favourite franchise. Yeah. And I don't think that's an unreasonable request on the fanboys' behalf, is just to say, treat it with, with care. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, said, I said in episode one that um, I wasn't actually all that ragey about Disney taking over the franchise of Lucasfilm. I, I was actually quite happy with it. They've done, they've done right by Marvel, so I was looking forward to see what they can do. Hmm. I think Abrams is a bold move. Um, aside from my concern that they bring the two universe, he makes his two science sci-fi universes look the same. I think my only other concern is that this distracts him from Star Trek 3. Well, continuing that front. Well, and, and, and the, the plethora of new pilots and TV shows yes, that he's yeah. taken on board. As I think between him and Joss Whedon, they're fighting out for the who can save sci-fi the most yeah, yeah. badge. <laughs> Which I know, it's great and it, it works well for, well, for if, sci-fi if, if fans. If, yeah, I was going to say if, if that battle carries on, I'm quite happy because they'll be Fuck spewing yeah. out yeah. loads there of sci-fi. There will be loads of really good sci-fi on yes. TV, which I, it can only be a good thing. Yeah. So, Abram's directing. Who would you like to see on the creative team that sort of helps him to get the right Star Wars sort of feel? Do you think there's a place there? Or Simon Pegg? 
I'd, I'd, I'd love to see Simon Pegg in Star Wars, and I, I, I think he'd be he'd very happily jump at it. Yeah, oh, I don't mean just like sort of in the film. Oh, you mean as a, <laughs> Actually, a kind of creative influence? Yeah. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I, I, and given you know the pre-existing relationship with with JJ Abrams, it, it, it may well be on the cards. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure whether it would be something in an official role or not. But you think he'd probably have a little I, word in his ear? He'd probably have little things to say. I, I think, yeah, I, I, I would foresee that J.J. Abrams would be like sitting there going, I, I've got this idea, and everybody past Simon Pegg, and go, no, fucking don't. No, not a chance. <laughs> I think we can just take a bit of comfort from that then. Yeah. Simon, Simon Pegg has got the basket. I think he's a stabilising influence okay. there to, to, to stop J.J. going off the rails. I'm, no? I'm just, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that, because it, it, it would be... Don't take it too seriously, or don't go too far. Or oh, take it this fucking extremely seriously. seriously. <laughs> yeah, no, but as in, like, there is no MacGuffin. <laughs> there is no MacGuffin. There is no MacGuffin. <laughs> that is called the, it's the Force, it's not the MacGuffin. Yes. These are not the midi you're looking, looking for. for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> where, where do you stand, Adik? So it's size come out saying that he's actually okay with Abrams. I've got my concerns, but I'm kind of. Going to see where it goes. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm looking to see where it goes. I don't want to um, go. I think he's complete ass, and I think he's going to make a fuck up of it because who who knows? I'm going to like let it go with it because, in all fairness, he is good with sci-fi in his own right and in his own way, as long as he's got those other influences to guide him in the right direction for what, like you said, the fanboys and critics want to see okay yeah I, I, I totally agree I, I, I think we, we, we could spend the next three years going oh what if they do this wouldn't that suck or yeah. what if they do this that'd be fucking awesome which to some degree we probably will do yeah but let it come out and we'll completely let's at least let, yeah, <laughs> let, let, let's let let the news settle for a while and, and, and see how we feel mm. about it afterwards for now it, it's, it's news it's, you know Something might happen. It might all change. You never know. You know what the business is like. Okay. There you go, folks. Three nerds talking Star Wars and Abrams, and not one of us lost our shit. Well, in, yeah, <laughs> indeed. What I'll be more interested to see in the coming years is, is what Disney does with the rest of the franchise. Uh, I.e., does it continue down the lines of the Clone Wars cartoons? And well, that's the thing. Star, Star Wars Underworld is still listed at IMDb. Exactly. Yeah, Star Wars yes. Underworld is a, a spin-off TV series set in set, set on Coruscant. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, and that's still got an IMDb page. Yeah. Um, and that would be pretty cool. If you look at the fact that Disney, with their Marvel franchises, through ABC, are pushing quite a lot of Marvel spin-offs. I mean, they've got S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Obviously, there's still talks about Hulk series. Yep. I think they're seeing the, the small screen as a good way of sort of augmenting their large screen acting. So, yeah. It's stuff to keep people interested whilst they're making, yeah. the, while they're yeah, making yeah. the big films. I, I think that's a brilliant idea. And then it expands all of their industry because you've got, like... Cartoon, you've got CGI animation, and it becomes, it becomes and, a universe that you're, you're yes, invested does, yeah. in. Yeah. Because whereas previously you've had the films, and then you've had all the spin-off stuff has been like tie-in novels or comics or that sort of thing. Bringing it to the small screen for me is fucking yeah. utter no-brainer. Do it, yeah. fucking explode the universe. Do a mm. fucking series on on Kashik about fucking Lumpy and whatever, and a, a sitcom in the in the Chewbacca household, following on from the holiday special. You know, 
<laughs> oh, On that note, thank you very much for listening. I have been Brendan. Cheers all, I've been Spindles. I've been 80. If you wish to catch up with us on Facebook, you can at www.facebook.com forward slash nerdvworld. Or you can follow us on Twitter at at nerdversusworld. Uh, my Twitter is uh, at spindly1. And mine is at chaosad, that's with a K. Thank you all for listening. You know the drill. Until next time, take care and be excellent to each other.